0: <laughs> another, digital another digital, another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. Citizen.
0: Another digital citizen. Citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. Citizen. Citizen.
0: Citizen.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen episode, three hundred and fifty-seven. I am Fro, with me I have Luke. Hey Fro, hi everybody, how's it going? Uh, It's going okay. Uh, I was a little like, oh, is it the right
1: episode number? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because of last week. (laughs) Yeah, I I made sure to double check uh, this week that I did that. (laughs) Um, I mean, it'll it'll happen. Uh, You know, uh, when I'm redoing the run sheet, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. I like forget uh-huh. to put the movie for next weekend or something like that. Random, it, it, you know, it happens occasionally. When you do three hundred and fifty-seven uh, episodes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I
2: was thinking about it today. We haven't had one week of break. There we go. Uh, anyway, uh, you sent me uh, a rabbit. Trail this week, I really went down the rabbit hole. Thanks for that. Uh,
1: about a new movie called Super Spreader. Oh yeah, I got. I, <laughs> I didn't even just find it. It was recommended to me in an ad on on YouTube. Like YouTube, whoever is making this made an ad and then was promoting it on YouTube, and YouTube uh, accepted that money and then chose to. Chose to promote this movie to me, which I thought was yeah, funny. yeah. It's
2: uh, it's uh, it's uh, about this guy called Sean Fort Fort
1: F- I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know H
2: D Fort. You got me. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I went, uh, I went on his uh, YouTube trail. There's a lot of uh, YouTube videos you can see him singing he has very curly curly uh hair uh, and a cute wife he looks very if if you (laughs) if you look up like newborn christian in the dictionary there would be a picture of him
1: yeah he looks like every (laughs) every kid that you knew that was like uh Church camp counselor kind of look right. to him, right? He's the hip, uh, church counselor, young church counselor guy. Um, yeah, he's got some terrible views on things, though. I mean, his whole thing is like, we need, to, we need to be able to worship God, and that's what's ruining society. I mean, that's a regular like Christian belief or whatever, but like, right? He go, he says that. He, well, at least it seems like this documentary is all about like uh they're trying to take away Christian worship. Yeah,
2: our rights, right. our rights to to celebrate Jesus are what they are taking away. The corona uh was like very into like and, uh, uh, that wasn't really real. And it was more it was more important to spread the word of Jesus then that it was uh, like keeping safe and and then I looked up a well, little like so this is a very pro-him movie I'm going to guess that uh, he he's actually behind it yes also like four kids that looks very like I like if there's a picture of like this a uh, uh, super family it's like they look very, like, uh, uh, Christian. <laughs> I can't say
1: that another way. They look very white and Christian. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's... I would not recommend checking this guy out. I don't think that's nope. what we're doing here, though. Is uh. No. I just think it's weird that YouTube went through this whole movement of, like, uh, getting rid of advertisers. They didn't... Or getting rid of content they didn't like so that they could appeal to the advertisers, mm-hmm. and now the advertisers I'm starting to see are all these crazy right-wing... Like, what was the one I sent you the other day, that w- or uh, the other week? And it, w- it was like a video about... Um, it was totally hating on tran- trans people, right? Right, yeah. And then this week, I th- right. then I get this crazy, like, anti- COVID lockdown um, yeah. pro wor- like... Christian worship video, and th- this is what they're advertising... These are the advertisers, I guess, that they were worried about losing when they deleted all all this uh, all these people off of YouTube. Yeah, and I, one of the things that I, I maybe find the
2: strangest about the whole thing is, like, why... Why, why, why him? Like, <laughs> it seems like this guy isn't, like, this super... <laughs> A huge sky eater. Well, it's you don't like,
1: need... You, he just needs money to pay YouTube to promote his shit. He doesn't... Right. It doesn't need to be anything other than that. It's just one guy with money who's paid YouTube to promote this terrible movie that he made that uh, he wants, wants people to watch. I mean, it has 264 views in the trailer that I initially sent you. That's the trailer that he was promoting, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. And the comments
2: underneath was like, oh, super excited to see this, and a lot of people like
1: from his church. Uh, At at least the one that I'm seeing, it's only got four comments and 264 views, so nobody really even knows this exists except us, and like like you said, the people (laughs) probably in his church group, yeah. Right, yeah. The four people in his church group
2: (laughs) that bothered to comment. (laughs) But yeah know it's it i I feel like this 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 thing about like we we shouldn't care care about like what the government says has been kind of a red thread since like uh, Trump come out with his super lie about like uh, everybody is stealing the election and like all the lies that was spread with that and Lately, we have had a research of, like, Alex Jones being held responsible for his lies. So it's just, like, it's it's so weird to see that America is so split on what is factual truth and what isn't, like, factual truth. I find that extremely weird.
1: Well, you can definitely tell the power of paying for promotion on YouTube, though, if you look at his his actual channel, and you go through, like, the channel views, the mm-hmm. documentary tra- trailer has half a million views. And right. all these other ones have, like, 2,000 views, 2,000 views, 1,500 right. views, 3,000 views, 4,000. They're, like, all- none of these are getting anywhere close to half a million, but that one that he right. was promote- paying to promote to YouTube it's got a half a million views in, in the last six days. So that right. shows you like this guy doesn't a- he, do- he doesn't actually have a big following necessarily. He's got like a few hundred thousand subscribers, but just being able to pay to promote this idea on YouTube, uh, it works, you know. People are, are seeking it out.
2: Yeah, uh and I wonder why I uh, I think people are seeking it out because like I said uh, there is this split in in American uh, reality, and, like point of view. I uh, I even I even kind of like uh, I wanted to to see the new, uh, new Denis D'Souza documentary, so I saw that this week called Two Thousand Mules and and uh, and how he he's also like trying to put, put like spread this. Uh, lie about like the election being stolen and how terrible uh... American like how republicans were 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 tricked in the 2020 election and everything like uh... went south from that and it 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 amazes me that that people people uh... still believe that like People actually believe that that the election was stolen.
1: Uh, yeah. People still believe that Russia Gate happened. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the, right. you're talking about the opposite yes. side of the same coin, yeah, yeah. bro. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- I'm looking at this guy's. I'm going through like uh, his top viewed uh videos, and it, number four, mm-hmm. number four top viewed, an interview with Charlie Kirk. So there you go. Right. That says everything you need to say about that guy.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway. Yeah, no, I I'm I'm a little bit sad
2: today because I feel like I I don't really want to live in a society where guys like this uh, exist and I I find it sad that there's so many people that are willing to listen to lies and act upon it.
1: And the, the weirdest part about these, this kind of guy is, you know, like we said, he's like that um, church camp counselor look. So he's always like smiley and happy and like, look right. how happy and smiley I am. But really, he's like peddling hate, and it's like right. you're peddling hate with a smile on. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make you any less hateful and bigoted and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the division I, in America, like the at least in my lifetime, I saw mm. the biggest divide happen after 9-11. Um, right, yeah. Where I the left say. and the right became so divided after that because uh, mm. you had, you know, during the Bush, that second Bush era, um, mm-hmm. every all the right-leaning people were super behind Bush, super behind the war, totally patriotic, this idea, and... The a lot of the racist tropes that we see now being promoted by all these people started during that era mm-hmm. against Muslim oh, people. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And it, I remember going to the gas station, just going to get gas at the gas station, and on the side of the gas station wall, there was <laughs> a an Osama bin Laden poster with like a you know, a, a target on it, like target practice thing. And I mean, yeah, it's Osama mm-hmm. bin Laden, but that. Inherently shows like the the, the in, inner racism that was happening towards Muslim people at the time. Um, I mean, if we look at the
2: Patriot Act, what a fucking disgrace on American history.
1: And it, well, it just kind of the the culture of that became got got mixed in with the re- Republican the right wing, and that's right. that divided the. The sides along lines of uh, you're not patriotic enough. You you don't you know either love it or leave it kind of mentality on the Republican side, and mm. the left wing um, was either anti-war or not anti-war, and that's what also split up the left into like the center-left and the ex- what they call the extreme left, or you know the uh, socialist left is pretty much like the anti-war part of the party, and then the the center left is this corporate part of the party who is pro war, and so the, that's another reason that Republicans can get things done so much easier is because their their party isn't divided in the same way that the Democrats are along those lines. Right. Um, yeah, and so they're more of a coal, coalesced party, and they're able to like vote things in when they have power and things like that, where we're not able to. Right, and this all yeah. started with the divisions from nine eleven of. Some people viewed 9-11 as totally important, like, um, totally important for us to go defend ourselves against 9-11, even though we were attacking Iraq at the time, right? Um, Mm. there was a patriotism and everybody thought you have to be on the side of America in this situation, and it all started the divisions that we're seeing that have been exacerbated to this point that we're at now with Trump and mm. the MAGA movement.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't see an end to it uh, as well. I just see, see it getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, may, maybe maybe it will stop at, at one point, but I, I doubt it very well. Uh, I doubt it very much. I mean... Uh, uh, Let's go into the news, uh, like F- the FBI raid of of uh, on Trump. Uh, I looked, I looked at coverage uh, of that from uh, Fox and some like all, all more Republican sites, and they were like, "How dare they go into uh, former president's house and look for evidence? Like, how dare they?" And CNN were sitting there like. <laughs> Ah, thirsty,
1: thirsty, trap, trap. Ah,
2: this is the end of Trump. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, former President Donald Trump said Monday that the FBI had conducted a raid of his Florida home. Uh, the Justice Department is investigating Trump's actions in relation to January 6th uh, and the attack on the U.S. Capitol, the then president's. Uh, efforts to overturn Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 election have also been a focus of the committee's investigation. In May, a federal grand jury also began investigating whether Trump had mishandled classified documents, including taking boxes of materials to the Florida resort. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I think that that's the one that most people are kind of, because I've seen multiple articles saying we have sources that say it's these these fifteen boxes of materials, that's the right. re- the reason they went there. Not necessarily having to do with the the election or the January sixth attack. It more had to do with it. But that's that's just what I'm hearing. That's not confirmed yet. Um, mm. Among those who noted that the FBI would need would have needed a judge to agree that there was probable cause. Uh, former u s attorney and NBC legal analyst Barb McQuaid said probably probable cause to believe that evidence of a specific crime will be found on the premises it w- would be needed in order for a search war- warrant to have been approved right so they had to have mm-hmm. probable cause to even go in there so they had to re you know they had to have signed off on that for some reason we just don't know what that reason is as as of today at least mm-hmm um but like I said yeah, it's looking like it has to do with these boxes of classified documents. Right. And let's let let's
2: say that he, they find something. Like let's say they do. Uh, then what? Like It's almost like I wish they don't don't find anything.
1: Yeah, well because, a lot of uh, people what they're saying is if they don't find anything you've basically just handed trump a huge uh gift as far as politically uh, for him to be able to go look they're they're coming after me i i'm being oppressed by the government they're 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 right. trying to get me they did russiagate they did the impeachment they during the january 6th thing against me and now they're coming after me at my home like this is a cute when you think about it politically as far as making speeches about how he's against the, he doesn't like the FBI, like this mm-hmm. is a golden gift for for Trump in that if they don't find anything, um, if they do find anything, it could be really bad for him. But at the same time, it's kind of crazy because the Republicans now are all like, we need to we need to. Fire everybody at the FBI, and we need to we need to basically defund the FBI. They're they're against yeah. defunding the police all the time, <laughs> the but police, now but, yeah. that the FBI is after Trump, <laughs> they're like defund the FBI, which I, I I'm doubt I agree with. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, good, let's, good idea, Republicans. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, yeah. You're not hypocritical
2: at all. No, 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 not at all. Definitely not.
1: Uh, and then there's obviously the whole. Uh, contrast of this and um, the Hillary Clinton server from the 2016 race, where mm-hmm. she had classified information on a server in her bathroom, if you remember that. I do the remember FBI, that. It says, an FBI investigation into Clinton's handling of the emails recommended that the former Secretary of State not be charged with the crime and internal State Department investigation cleared her of any wrongdoing. Um, this, If this is... Similar to that. Uh we'll see how how it all like if he actually did was storing classified documents at his house, it's very similar Mm -hmm. to to what Clinton did, right? It's they're Mm -hmm. they're almost analogous in a way. Just one was physical documents and one was on a computer. So um Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people pointing out like, oh uh well you have to be if you were for investigating clinton at the time as a if you were a right-wing person who was like we got well lock her up the locker up chance about the emails if you were on that side about it then you should be on the same side of uh, it now with mm-hmm. trump because it's the same investigation right but no it's obviously all politically biased
2: yeah and that that's what i see from this as well it's like uh, I, in one way, like I, I hope they find some incriminating evidence, but then I, I feel like his, um, his side will like say, oh, uh, they will make a conspiracy theory of that was planted and they're just taking uh, <laughs> uh, revenge for uh, the Russia investigation thing and things like that. It's like you you can always find a conspiracy theory.
1: Uh yeah, I think um one thing they've they've been saying is with these documents what could have happened is he as president before he left office, he could have declassified the documents before he took mm-hmm. them. And if we find out that that's the case, he, he could be in possession of them if he declassified them. Um I'm not sure. This that's is all good, that's still up point, in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, a lot of people are just upset that they're raiding his home because they view, uh, the right wing views this as like, oh, look, Biden's just coming after Trump. They just want to get him arrested so he can't run for president. Right. It does yes. nothing to, to them. It doesn't have anything to do with there could actually have a crime could have actually been committed. Right. That doesn't right. come into the equation for the Republicans. And isn't that the problem? Uh, yeah, but I can also see that side of it. If you were on the other side, you would be like, oh, he's, they're coming after my boy. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But what, <laughs> I, what I'm to understand is, uh, which interesting, the FBI didn't actually inform or according to the Biden administration, the FBI didn't inform them that they were going to raid, do this raid. Like according to the Biden administration, they had no clue that this was happening. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, talking about conspiracy, yeah. Sorry, Hillary Clinton uh, put out a tweet yesterday promoting merchandise with a phrase, but her emails. Um she, she's promoting like her her version of this she's selling merch about her email scandal. Uh, in response in response to th- to this Trump thing, yeah.
2: Cool. Talking about conspiracy theories, uh Alex Jones uh ordered to pay forty-nine point three million in punitive damages and counting because gosh there will be more
1: uh alex jones is facing a hefty price tag for his lies about the sandy hook uh, massacre like you said 49.3 million in damages for claiming an- the nation's deadliest school shooting was a hoax uh this week's verdict the first of three sandy hook related cases for jones to be decided so this is the first of three so yeah mm-hmm. uh the social media fueled world of election denial, COVID 19 skeptics, and other dubious claims that Infowars conspiracy theorists help build uh, are, is part of a larger misinformation ecosystem. I think a lot of people are thinking of this as sort of a blow to fake news, and it's important to realize that libel laws deal with particular kinds of fake news, uh, said. Uh, First Amendment professor from UCLA Law. U.S. courts have long held that defamation statements are protected as free speech, but lies about subjects like science, history, or government are, for example, saying COVID-19 is not real is not defamatory, but spreading lies about a specific doctor treating coronavirus patients is. Um, So like saying, for instance, the Earth is flat... It, you that's there's nothing defamatory about that. But if you were to attack a scientist who said the earth was round and say that they mm-hmm. were, uh, they were doing something illegal, even though they weren't, uh, that would be defamation. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess they're, what they're making the point they're making here is uh, the only reason he got in trouble is because he actually attacked the people, attacked individuals. Where if he would have just said broadly. This was a hoax. That wouldn't have been defamation, mm. but h- him specifically targeting the families—that's uh, defamation, if that makes sense. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, uh, and 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 I I couldn't
2: agree. I mean, more. I I I think it's very good that uh, they gave him a really good smack on the hand, and forty nine point three million is quite a big smack
1: yeah and like we said this is just the first of three so uh he's pretty screwed i mean let's let's say round it up to 50 million if each one of these cases uh is 50 million just you know just for the sake of making it easy that's 150 million dollars right there that he's got to pay i don't know how much he's worth but it's not much more than that i'm guessing yeah, no, I I, I agree, uh,
2: but uh, it's funny that you say screwed uh, because uh, Alex Johnson's uh, naked photo of his wife to Roger Stone, all of, uh, of all weird people.
1: Remember, we talked about that. Was it last week that we found out that the um, the text messages had gotten sent by the lawyer to the, to the. Pr- prosecution on accident was that last week or the week before I think it was last week it must yeah. have been last week because it, but it was in the middle of the show because it happened it was like breaking news um, right that we found out like sometime in the middle of the show last week uh, but the Infowars founder and conspiracy theorist Alice Jones sent intimate photos of his wife to Donald Trump ally Roger Stone uh, the lawyer representing the parents of Sandy Hook victims and their def- in their defamation lawsuit against Joe's Cousins in court last week when he revealed he was accidentally sent two years' worth of text messages. Right, that's... <laughs> so it was last week, right. He claimed that right. the trove of messages showed Jones had lied about the extent at which he communicated with, close ex- with his associates about Sandy Hook. Uh, on Monday, uh, the lawyer claimed Jones had sent intimate photos of his wife to dirty trickster, in quotes, <laughs> Mr. Stone. I'm a little concerned about it because that intimate photo was sent to Roger Stone, and I don't know if that was consensual, the lawyer said. Right. <laughs> I believe Alex Jones is... Uh, him and his wife have d- divorced, or at least they're split up, I know that. So this right. probably yes. was... Uh, Mr. Jones on Saturday admitted that the naked photo of his wife was part of his texts, so he has admitted to this... Um, sorry, I mean, there was a photo I sent to my, of, sent my wife of her naked, so my wife looks pretty good, the point is, there is one naked picture of my wife in there, so that's what they got, no dick pics, no nothing, he said. Oh, no dick pics, okay, then it's okay. Yeah, but why are you sending it to Roger Stone? (laughs) How weird. It's so, it's so fucking random. It is so fucking random. Yeah, and kind of just gross. I mean, you know, I think guys who send other guys picture, like naked pictures of their, you know, significant others or anybody mm-hmm. really, it's just kind of, it's a gross thing to do unless, I don't know. I suppose if the other person is in the same text uh, chain and they know it's happening, that could be one thing. But when it's like, Like they said, if this is non-consensual, it's really just gross (laughs) that you'd be sending nude photos to like, uh, I mean, it's not even like Roger Stone is like, I don't know, you know, I can't imagine they're that close of friends, but
2: (laughs) but I don't know. Hey, look at my wife. She's hot.
1: Right, that's just it. Like, I don't want to <laughs> kink shame either. Because what if, you know, what if they're like swingers? Yeah. What if they just are into that kind of thing? And they were, he was, you know, I don't know. It, maybe they're into that. And so I don't want to kink shame either. Uh,
2: I'm going to guess that uh, we will not hear the last about this Alex Jones thing. Uh, secret Service turns all over agent cell numbers. We talked about this. Last week, uh, where uh, they uh, said that there was no, uh, they had wiped all of them, but uh, now they have sent the numbers to the January 6th
1: commission. Right. The U.S. Secret Service has given the committee a listing of agents issued cell phone numbers belonging to the agents that based in Washington, D.C., uh, the move is unusual step amid heightened sc- scrutiny of the agent's cooperation with the congressional panel's investigation into the insurrection. The committee can now determine which agents call records they may want to re- review and if they did de- decide to do so, they could either request them directly or conceivably issue subpoenas for the cell for phone providers and official uh, familiar with the situation explained to um, ABC so. Um, mm. Yeah, that's what we were saying when we were initially. We were like, "Couldn't they like they're not just gone? Like, you if they're on Verizon, Verizon has a record of those. And if they're if Verizon doesn't have a record of them, the NSA sure ha- as hell has a record of them. That's what we said at the time. And now it mm-hmm. seems like okay, they're finally saying, "Oh, yeah, we could just go to the the service provider, whatever service provider that is, right, and just get it from them. Oh." But yeah, the Secret Service and Department Department of Homeland Security uh, have faced criticism in the recent re- weeks for r- wiping texts belonging to agents uh, after the January 6th uh, insurrection. So, Which we've talked, I think the last three weeks we've talked about it, and this is like a month of talking about this story. But it's so interesting because, yeah, like we said, like it seems like there, something's being hidden here. And if they can oh, get, yeah. them, if they can subpoena the cell phone providers, we're going to be able to see maybe if they are. But like we said, maybe the thing they're hiding is that one of them had a side chick. That's possible. So right, yeah. And it also came out uh,
2: that uh, uh, the lawyers of uh, of the people that were suing Alex Jones gave about all their material also to the January sixth commission. So, there's also that.
1: Yeah, the thing about the January 6th commission is it's, uh... It doesn't really have any power to, like, do anything, is the problem. Like, it has... Right. It has power to investigate. It doesn't have the power to, like, charge anybody with anything. So. Yep.
2: Uh... You, uh... In the Americas, uh... Aka your Senate uh, votes to support Finland and Sweden uh, joining NATO. I see this as uh, another brick in uh, or another step to say, "F you Russia." But that's maybe me.
1: But uh, yeah, I'm not super surprised by this. The U.S. Senate approved a resolution Wednesday evening to support Finland and Sweden joining NATO. This is a crucial step in the quest for the two countries to join NATO. Uh, The Senate voted 95 to 1, with Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri, voting no, and Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky voting present. So neither yes or no. The vote comes several weeks after Foreign Relations Committee approved uh, admitting Finland to NATO. Lawmakers are working to approve uh, the matter before August, uh, before the August break, um right this is all 30 countries have to ratify it so this is obviously a big step in just because America is one of the bigger countries in NATO right so um but yeah every country has to do this it's just a big deal that we did it uh yeah is it a big deal that you did
2: it because because of of how it will Look, according to Russia,
1: I think maybe. it has it. I think it's a big deal because, like you said, our country is so divided. <laughs> it could have gone. Mm-hmm. It could have gone any way, really, if the Republicans chose that they didn't want this to happen. But guess what? The thing about our uh, the two political parties in America is they're both pro-war. So,
2: yeah, uh, people that think that there would be no war with Hillary Clinton as president.
1: Our, uh well, Florence. look at what we got is Joe Biden. With Joe <laughs> Biden as president, we're in a yeah. war with Russia, and we're looking like we're trying to get into a war with both Iran and China. So mm. we're trying really hard. Have you ever had a big sinkhole uh, near where you live? Look, not I mean no, not like this. But I mean you you know sometimes you'll see, like, a divot in a lawn that wasn't there before, and it's like, oh, maybe, like, a mole, like, made a... And then it the ground sunk right. a little bit, but never like this. Never, never, never. Never seen anything like this in real life. I have never seen a sinkhole in my whole life, I think.
2: But, yeah, this is huge. It's uh, in Chile, and it's uh, actually large enough to uh, uh, swallow the
1: Arc de Triomphe uh, in Paris. So that's pretty big. A sinkhole in Chile has doubled in size, growing large large enough to engulf the art- art- Arch date Triumph and uh, prompt officials to order work to stop at a nearby copper mine, which that's what they believe is causing this. It says, even in an update here, Luden mining uh, uh, Japanese... Oh, Japan's Sum- Su- Sumito- Sumoto Metal Mining Company is the co-owner of this place. Uh, the sinkhole, which emerged on July 30th, now stretches 50 meters across, or 160 feet, and is 200 meters uh, deep, or 656 feet. Seattle Space ne- Needle would also comfortably fit inside the Black Pit, as would six Christ the Redeemer statues from Brazil, uh, if you know how big that is, uh, the National Service of Geology and Mining said late on Saturday that it would be investigating the gaping hole near uh, near the mine. Right. So, uh, what I'm to understand is now they're sanctioning this mining company. They're t- to to pay to fix this because uh, they really do believe that th- what something with the copper mine is what happened here. Hmm. Right.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 I've seen picture of this and it's, it, it's, it's, it's fatteningly huge. Like, it's indescribably huge. Uh, what was that show called from NBC that had a plotline where there was a single...
1: Yeah, it was really recent, right, with, um... Yeah. Jeff, was it Jeff Briggs? LaBriah or something like that? No, that was the one... Oh, that was La Brea. No, I was thinking of the one with the sinkhole out in the middle of the field, and he's hiding it from everybody. Oh, yeah, you were thinking of that, yes. But, I yeah, did. no, LaBriah also <laughs> yeah. had... But the sinkhole in LaBriah was yeah. a little... Well, both of them were, like, t- not, uh kind of time travel magical shows. magical yes. yeah this one isn't quite as magical i think you just fall in and die in this one but um <laughs> it says uh the company was uh did not immediately re- apply reply for a request for comment and the company said last week the whole did not affect workers or community members and that they were de- working to determine the cause so hmm so,
2: I was a little uh, surprised that you showed up today, to be honest, Luke. Why? I-, I thought you were in prison. You thought
1: I was in prison? Oh, okay. I was yeah. in, in prison.
2: Uh, because police arrested the man and accused him of sending letters with poop to
1: Republican politicians. Police on Friday arrested an Ohio man who they say mailed dozens of letters laced with poop mm-hmm. to various Republican politicians, uh, including Ohio. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. Uh, a 77-year-old man, Richard, uh, received a misdemeanor charge for mailing potential hazardous material which can carry a punishment of up to a year in prison as long as a $100,000 fine. Uh, Between August 2021 and July 2022, so a year worth of sending letters, he wrote letters to all 25 Republican members of the Ohio Senate. (laughs) In the letters, he called the lawmakers pigs and called them racist. Each of the letters contained or had been streaked with feces. He also sent lawmakers in Kentucky and Washington, D.C. similar letters. Yeah, that was shitty of him. (laughs) All <laughs> right, he he was probably just was watching the Amber Heard trial and got like a really good idea. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that's such a fucking epic brilliant, prank, brilliant, brilliant prank, yeah. epic prank, bro." <laughs> you ever? I, I remember in elementary school there was like somebody smearing shit on the walls, and no, like you know, did you ever have a kid in school that smeared shit on the walls? No. In the bathroom, I remember like no, I don't think anybody ever found out who it was. But I remember in elementary school, there was like a few weeks where it was like every few days they just find shit. Sm- so I think Ugh. there are certain people, well, uh, that still have like st- are stuck with like the monkey mentality of like throwing shit. You know what I mean? It's like that monkey brain of like I'm gonna throw shit at you, except I don't. I'm not as like primate, so I'm gonna like write a letter and and put shit on it. And mail it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's pretty primate of you.
1: Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's like he's this guy who's seventy-seven reverted back to being a child, kind of. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: Well, uh, let's go to CBS
2: because they have partially rejected some Ukraine documentary alleging missing U.S. weapons.
1: Right, CBS partly retracted a documentary which, it said had, which said that shipments of weapons to Ukraine from the U.S. had been going missing. In a tweet on Monday, CBS said that it had removed a video promoting the documentary that included a month-old quote, saying most aid was not making it to the, to the front in the Ukra- of the Ukraine lines. Excuse me. It said it was updating the documentary... Uh, with new information about the delivery of military aid in U- Ukraine, among the material removed was a quote from the founder of a pro-Ukrainian nonprofit, uh, who said in late April that around 30 percent of aid was reaching the front. That only 30 percent of the aid was reaching the front lines of the of Ukraine, like U.S. aid, meaning weapons and other things. Um, CBS said since that time, uh, he the man said the delivery has improved, and also noted that the U.S. has sent um, officials to Kiev specifically to monitor uh, military aid, so they're saying they they updated it just just because they made a mistake not that somebody mm. was like hey, you need to remove that, we can't have that on TV That's I'm guessing somebody complained to them and was like you can't have that, you can't play that on mm. television, what do you think, bro? Hmm, seems a little suspicious. Well, what if we just watch the part they cut out? Because I have it in in the video. (gasps) You do? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two,
2: one, go.
0: In the past two months, we've moved weapons and equipment to Ukraine at record speed. drones, grenade launchers, machine guns we're seeing this incredible historic flow of weapons coming into ukraine do we have any sense as to where they're going we don't know there
1: is really no information as to where they're going uh, at all and you know all this stuff like okay well that's pretty like clear what she's saying, saying. Mm-hmm. So, maybe just sit to find it a Thirty percent. Are you concerned about weapons getting in the wrong hands? I don't care at all whether that happens. <laughs> what? Wow. What do you commit? What? Can't say. Okay. You
0: know there are like power lords, uh, oligarchs, uh, political players. One of the biggest targets are convoys like this transporting weapons. <laughs> Europeans had come to
2: believe that that project of integration had effectively meant the banishment of
1: armed force. All of a sudden, not far from the borders of the EU, was the most significant war since World
0: War II. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Okay, so that was, like, obviously the thing they were promoting that they deleted. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's super interesting... Uh, I would have probably preferred to watch the documentary that they didn't edit, but, um, they chose to take that out. I mean, what do you, what, I don't know what that says really, other than like somebody complained about that specific part. And then they were like, okay, we need, we need to fact check. And maybe when they fact checked it, they found out it wasn't true or they specifically sought out, uh, Facts to fill in the gap to make it make it true, right, or make it not true. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. What do you What do you think happened? I I think probably what happened
2: is is uh, uh, they wanted to air it like uh, with uh, the part that we saw, and then they were told they couldn't do it because uh, that would be uh, look good, bad for America. Because America weren't supposed to interact in this war.
1: Yeah, and let's say that it this is actually true, and seventy percent of these weapons are going are just disappear are just missing. Like, right. are they being sold on the black market to like under like guerrilla groups? Like, where, where what's happening to those weapons if they are disappearing? And in five years, when all of a sudden our weapons are being used to murder people in some other country. Are we going to be like, oh, yeah, that are bad? Probably not. Yeah. Uh,
2: Trum really can't get over his hate for conservatives. Uh, That is what he's going to tell the truth about.
0: This is Trump. Trump tells the truth. Now that Roe versus Wade is over, states can again start banning abortions. Yeah. Banning abortions. Well, if you don't want... First, let's start because of, If you don't want abortions, do some good sexual education in school. Yeah, I don't mean the Bible. Because the Bible have never fucking helped. In Norway, we have good sexual education. And it's getting better. And it's getting better. The target is good. That means we have a few abortions. Of course, if you tell people about how to use... Condoms, and how to not get pregnant, and all those kinds of fucking shit who, who should be normal. What you're going to do with it is up to you. We don't say, see the reason why we should stay in school that the Christian way of waiting till you get married is the right way. It's fucking up to you to do so. But when you have an abortion, if you don't want more abortions, I mean, that is kind of education you need to have. When it comes to abortion, always blaming the women. Yes, because it's very fucking easy to do so. The men can usually run away and don't do a fucking shit. They don't have to do a shit. They should have, but they don't, and they're getting fucking away with it. Because those laws are fucking created by men. So is the fucking moral. A woman can fuck all she wants, but then she's a fucking slut on a whore. When men can fuck all they want and then they don't draw on like a conqueror it's all fucking prophetic if a woman cannot have ever will they have an abortion or pregnancy men should not have Viagra it's not the right of man to have a hard penis if God created you with a tiny not standing penis that's the will of God God wants you not to fuck isn't that reasonable? If you can say to a woman like the pregnancy is God's will, why isn't other things God's will? Should we stop treating illnesses because because the guy who is sick is part of God's plan? Why are we going to do what the fuck we want then? Since all is a part of God's plan. And why do conservatives still want laws for everything? If anything anyway is decided a part of God's plan? Why do conservatives upset against liberal laws? Why should they? The liberal laws must be God's plan of their logic. But no, they need to ban all the fucking shit they can in laws. But I say ban Viagra. Ban everything. If man cannot take care of a child, he should be fucking put in prison or forced labor so he can. He should not be able to run away. Why not? If he does it three times, put in fucking life imprisonment. We have to do something to make men responsible. If men have been the one who had been pregnant, you can have an abortion at McDonald's. If men had a period every month, we'd be having five weeks extra holiday a year and a six-hour work day. Yeah, that's how shit is. Didn't I say it's not an attack on women? But it always is. Take an example from Japan. When the bar push line, the the pill, take years of years of years to make it legal. Viagra? (laughs) Not many weeks. While you say Japan and the United States are different, they are. But the thing they have in common Women are under men and they always have been. Conservatives always want to hide themselves behind values and about the nation and all that kind of fucking shit. But Conservatives says to me that like we are for the free United States, I wonder how free them exist in their fucking heads. How? I don't understand their fucking freedom. Everything they present of their freedom is for me disgusting. It's nothing with their freedom that I found freedom. Uh, I work on my job, I met an American a few days ago, and he asked me, you want to move and live in the United States? I said, no. Why should I? I work as a security guard in Norway. I can still pay my apartment, I can still pay my fucking bills, and I don't need a fucking second job. I'm not rich, but I'm okay. If I'd be in the United States, I would not be okay. But I live in a fucking society when people can learn, have sexual education, when we have abortion down, rates are going fucking down, and we have public information, we have fucking libraries everywhere. Local scientists also here like to blame it on the media, but people can talk with each other and contact each other online so they know fucking better. The Christian party here in Bergen, this was the main seat of the Bible Belt. Now they have 3.3% of the latest poll. If we are lucky, we've had no fucking Christian conservatives in this fucking city government here in Bergen, Norway, next year. And that would be a fucking delight for everyone. This was Tron, with Tron Tells the Truth.
1: Thank you, Tron, as uh, always. Thank you, Tron. Uh, I mean, disliking... People's fine. Hate is always a strong word. I think. Uh, oh yeah. I think a lot of these conservatives are just fucking confused as hell, and they they don't know where to turn, and uh, they get tricked by people who are slick, slicker than they are, and you know th- those people I just feel bad for. It's the people that are mm-hmm. like in power that uh, I would lean more that I br- that I h- lean more towards like a- the idea of hating them because they they're you know. People who are being tricked, I don't necessarily, I just feel bad for them. I hate three people. And that's all. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, I watched some TV. I will start. I saw a lot of documentaries this week for some reason. Uh, Let's start with the Peacock documentary. uh, the Hillside Strangler, a devil in disguise. Okay. Uh, this is uh, about two cousins I've never heard of Kenneth uh, Bianchi and Angelo Biondo. That was uh, uh, like off duty police officers that uh, kind of, like, tried to uh, lure v- victims to their death and and then, uh, like, uh, left them to be fined in, in the seventies in Los Angeles. I knew nothing about this case, so that was kind of interesting. I, d- I, d- I don't know if I... I th- Thought it, it was good, or I I thought it was a little bit boring, but but it definitely was interesting because I knew nothing about it. Sure. But I don't know if I can recommend it. it. For four episodes, it's on, like I said, it's on Peacock, so you, you can watch it. But I I will give it a five.
1: Yeah, just uh, just by the what I'm looking at, I, like I rem- I've heard of this, these kill this killer, uh, but uh, just by the look of it, like these kind of documentaries, these kind of true tr- true crime docs, something there has to be something extra interesting, something to add to the story to make it really right. where this looks looks like it's going to be pretty standard, like uh, cut clean cut kind of thing, right? Yeah, and uh, I think
2: I had the same problem with another documentary that I saw. I Just Killed My Dad on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I think this is actually worse. Uh, So, it is about this guy called Anthony uh, that uh, shot his father, and he has never, like, denied doing it. Okay. But... uh, uh, like he was uh, uh there it's more complex than that and it's very about like i think i think the documentary is trying to like give this like a story about like how his dad was this awful awful human being that wanted to control his life and always was looking over him and, like, was uh, about, like, dom- domestic abuse things and things like that. But I I don't think it really does it case. And uh, I think also they found someone that kind of, like, I don't especially uh, connect with uh, the person in the documentary, so I was, like, kind of, like, Sure. I, I felt uncomfortable watching it, so this I will give a three point five. Actually, it's it's really not my cup of tea.
1: Okay. Uh, I guess another documentary on Netflix: Trainwreck, Woodstock '99. Um, we both mm-hmm. saw this. This was only three episodes. Pretty quick watch, to be honest. Not too very. Uh, too much going on. As far as like uh, length, it's not like something to binge, but it, it, I watched it pretty easily in like a few hours. Um, mm. Yeah, I remember watching Woodstock 99 on MTV. Like, you know, I was home, it was the summer. Uh, I, w- I wasn't, I was still like in the middle of high school, so I was like perfect age for MTV watching at the time. And I remember mm. just seeing this slowly turn into this ultimate chaos by the end of it. Um, yeah, this documentary covers that whole, that whole, uh, event of starting from when they started, uh, planning it all the way until after when they were kind of, uh, what, weeks later when stuff started to come out about women, uh, being sexually assaulted and raped at, at at the event, right? Which didn't come out till later. Mm -hmm. Um, Weeks later, after the event had already ended. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if people don't remember, it was supposed to be like Peace and Love Woodstock, but for some reason, they didn't realize that it was a problem bring- bringing bands like Rage Against the Machine and Corn and Limp Biscuit and uh, all these hardcore <laughs> metal bands. Uh, right, together on one stage. Right, which I don't think was necessarily like. Uh, they kind of spread the blame out in this documentary over a, a bunch of different problems, right? Wouldn't you say mm-hmm. so? Um, oh, definitely. What would be the one problem that you maybe would give the biggest uh, biggest nod to as far as it being the thing that really... Overcrowding. Overcrowding? Yeah. 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 I would say the price gouging probably for the like, water. Oh, yeah. Not giving them giving people uh, good enough places to, like, get out of the sun, not enough water, overpricing, and, like, the not keeping the place clean, like, cutting costs on those kind of things, uh, that just made the people, made the attendees mad at the event, and they took it out on what they saw as the event. The thing that I never Mm. knew, I never knew there was a giant rave hanger. That... that never showed up on MTV when I was a kid, that part of right. it. Right. Right. I don't think they were filming <laughs> there. Because by the end of it, it sounded like uh, the craziest thing ever. And the best part of this documentary is towards the end when all the people are, that are, like, being interviewed that were there, the interviewer asks them, would you do it again? And they're all like, fuck yeah. It was the best party mm-hmm. of my whole life, right? That was, like, so interesting. Uh overall I would give it a oh geez, I'll I i got to give it like an eight eight point five? Eight point five.
2: It was really, really good. I I'm actually going to give it a nine point five. I really, really dig this documentary. It's it's my favorite TV documentary of this year so far. Uh I recommend it very much for people that have no clue like me. Uh a lot of cool music. Uh yeah.
1: And interviews with like band members, uh, event planners, people who were there, and they did a good job of like not uh, defending one person, there was no bias in, in it. it they, they were very fair to everybody, right. kind of. Yeah, uh,
2: the, the last documentary I saw is I Am Groot. Uh, this, <laughs> it's about not a, this uh, <laughs> a very uh, about a baby Groot. Uh, Everybody's like favorite tree that has the voice of Ben Diesel. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, of course not. It's not a documentary, but it's it's cute. It's on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, it's it's uh, five original shorts. A Very easy watch. Yeah. Uh, I had more fun with this than I I probably should have,
1: but uh, I would give it a six point five. It's a TV show made to sell toys, is all it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, The last thing I saw was Beavis and Butthead. Uh, What do we call this? Are we calling it season (laughs) one (laughs) of the new, or are we calling it season nine, which is... I think it's season one. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll call it season one of the new Beavis and Butthead. Um, It's very good. I mean, it stands up... So well to the original, and it's just got updated animation, but not in a, not in a, contrasting way to the original. It's not like, uh, certain SpongeBob, remake adaptations that they've done where they like three D model it and it looks really weird. Mm-hmm. They just stuck. They just improved the colors and and the, the texturing and everything to make it look better. But it's still, um, you know. It, it still looks like Beavis and Butthead, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I, uh, I I am going
2: to tell you this. I think it's actually better than the original.
1: Yeah, I maybe. I think, like, I had, at the time in the 90s when you were watching Beavis and Butthead, it was, you know, it doesn't stand up as well maybe now, but right. I think it's equivalent to if you were, if you went back in time. And watch Beavis and Butthead, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm giving this a
2: nine. Uh,
1: yeah, I'd give it a. Yeah, I'd give it a nine. Um, I think the most interesting part is them going from the. Uh, well, they do music videos, but it, they're more like they're they're uh, making fun of like YouTube type content, right? They, they're making mm-hmm. fun of, like, ASMR, and then they'll do music videos, but these are, like, bad music videos on or on YouTube instead of being, like, in the 90s, it, it was run by MTV, and so, obviously, they had access to every music video they could want to watch, right? Um, mm-hmm. And now they don't, so they're just doing different content, and I think that actually maybe improves it a little bit. I don't know. I really like mm-hmm. them making fun of uh, other other things other than just music videos, so. Agree. Cool,
2: yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we are watching the
1: Sandman look. Episode one. They're going by chapters, so cha- instead of right. ep- episodes. Chapter one, sleep of the just while searching for an escaped nightmare in the waking world uh, Morpheus falls prey to Roderick Burgess, an occultist looking to summon an imprisoned death. To summon an imprisoned, I think they just made a mistake there. But summon an imprisoned death is what he wants to do. He wants to mm. he wants to capture death so he can bring back his dead son. Right. Right. But he accidentally captures uh, the Sandman. Yeah. Or sleep, or dream, or whatever. Dream. You call it. Right. But they're calling him Morpheus right. in this, so Morpheus,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Lord Morpheus.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I I thought this was more or less a perfect redemption of the comic book. I I I feel it's kind of weird to talk mm-hmm. about because I I I am I'm, I'm very very sa- satisfied uh, with with it and. It gave me what I wanted, so for me, it's kind of like it's a little bit weird to cover. Uh, but I'm—I guess I—I I will ask you that—that that know nothing about the source material or uh, or anything. What did you think?
1: Well, I went into like you said with no expectations, so it basically, uh, as far as production value goes, it's on the level of like a Marvel movie type production, like. Definitely. Special effects-wise, those kind of special effects are very similar to what you would see in a Marvel movie. The acting, mm-hmm. the cinematography, all that stuff is definitely on that same kind of very high-end level of um, production. The storyline's interesting so far. Um, we'll have to see where it goes from here, but the the concept is interesting enough. I'm not a big fan of, like, this time period specifically, uh, mm. But we're not just stuck in that time period. We're jumping back and forth between the waking world and the and the uh, the dream world also. So um, as far as an episode one, uh, I'd probably give this a mm, what an eight.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Uh, like I said, the, the, for me this was just perfect for me. I, I felt like I was in the, in the comic. I will give it a little critic that I feel... I feel that you kind of need to uh, have read it to get all of the references in, in the episode. Uh, I think it, it does a good uh, way to explain a lot of things, but uh there's there's things that i i i i noticed that i like was missing that i i felt like uh was maybe like uh, uh important for for people to to understand so i will give the nine but i i'm very very excited and i'm very happy that you liked it as much uh, as you did as well.
1: Yeah, I think we'll probably keep watching this. I was going into it with low... Well, just from the stuff that I had seen, I was mm. thinking it was going to be on production value. I was thinking it was going to be more on the level of, like, a CW-type show. Right. Um, it's definitely not CW. <laughs> right. It's it's way higher end than that, and I was not expecting... I was going into this thinking I was, like, Xena Warrior Princess-type magical show, like... Right. But it, it's, it's very good, and... And as long as the next episode is as good as this one, or better, we'll definitely keep watching it, like, no problem.
2: Uh, hey, uh, Jay Leno lied this week uh, because he denied that he deliberately sabotaged
1: Conan O'Brien. Uh, Jay Leno was revisiting some of his late-night feuds. Uh, he appeared on Club Random with Bill Maher and talked about his past drama around The Tonight Show... He denied that he deliberately sabotaged Conan O'Brien and admitted that he apologized to Jimmy Kimmel over the whole thing, having flirted with the move to ABC that would have impacted Kimmel. Right. Yeah, the whole thing, like, I'm, Leonard was very selfish in that whole interaction. He was so fucking selfish. Especially since he's already, like, a bazillionaire. He, it's not like he needed right. the money. He's just a... Uh, uh, egomaniac is what it was. I mean, I think everybody there was at the time. It was like the biggest thing. Everybody was either you know Team Jay or Team Conan. But most people, I think, were Team Conan at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly because Conan uh, was actually people of like a man of the people, where Jay Lennon was like they're driving around in luxury cars and like. Uh, yeah, I never liked Leno. I was never a J- Leno guy. Me neither. Fan, so.
1: I, I was a uh, even in the Letterman Leno, you know, battle days. I was a Letterman guy, not a Leno guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I never liked the uh, Jay Jay Leno's opening monologues were never as good, uh, and the middle show bits. L- Letterman was always so much funnier in the middle of the show. Also and then top 10 list. Oh my god, I was I loved top 10 list when I was younger. Oh. I used to like yeah. turn the contrast da- uh contrast and brightness all the way down on my TV so I could uh watch Letterman w- like on school nights without my parents seeing like the flicker of the TV in my room, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. doing that. Yep. Yeah.
2: You yeah, know, I I saw I read a, a book uh, about uh, this, and it's just like it it came out that Leno was this tremendously big asshole. So, uh, talking about tremendously big assholes, uh, Kevin Spacey ordered uh, to pay thirty one million dollars to the House of Cart producers.
1: In November, the Hollywood actor was ordered to pay the sum to MCR following the allegations of sexual misconduct involving young crew members. Spacey had also filed to overturn this, but the request was denied by a U.S. judge on Thursday, according to documents obtained by news agencies. Uh, The judge wrote that Spacey and his attorneys failed to demonstrate that this is even a closed case and do not demonstrate the damages awarded Awarded was so utterly irrational that it amounts to an arbitrary remaking of, of the party's contracts. Right, so uh, yeah, I guess he was already found guilty. Uh, now he's just being ordered to actually pay it because he was trying to appeal the judgment. Obviously,
2: right? Yeah, no, I'm 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 happy that is uh, getting some s- smack for this.
1: It says so Spacey is also doing civil. Uh, in a civil case to be heard in New York in October, uh, brought by actor Anthony Rapp, uh, Space, Spacey's first accuser. So.
2: Hey, I'm having a blast, Luke. I am having a blast listening to Die Again to Save the World, Omnibus. Uh, it's uh, books one to four. Uh every time Ruben Pets die he returns to his body with memories to come he gets the, uh, to r- repeat his mistake and again uh, do something different to prevent the future it's uh, kind of like grand day meets the james bond if james bond was the worst spy ever <laughs> that's kind of what i would i would say it, oh, okay. it kind of r- reminds me of uh, yeah, and you can get that book free and other uh, media on audibletrial.com/adc.
1: That's audibletrial.com/adc. Actor Ezra Miller charged with burglary. Actor Ezra Miller has been charged with bur- burglary for allegedly breaking into the home, in into a home in the state of Vermont and stealing alcohol. According to police reports, <laughs> officials were alerted to the break-in on May 1st in the town of Stanford. Surveillance video leads to the suspect... Oh, led them to suspect the actor who stars in films including the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Miller is separately facing charges of assault in Hawaii. Uh, Vermont police said there was no one at home when the house was broken into. So, Ezra really needs some help. Uh... They just need uh, someone to uh, get inside the circle that they've clearly created around themselves uh, uh, and get them some help. Yeah? That's definitely what needs to happen here. Uh, They have been kind of uh, on
2: the spear of of allegations of sexual assault and... A
1: lot of other stuff as well. And just regular assault. Like like I said, right. Hawaii, in Hawaii, and then there's other ones. There's just crazy videos out there, and uh, somebody needs to intervene in some way, whether it's the police or somebody else, but it seems like the police need to be uh, definitely involved. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It could all just be a mental health thing, but once you start assaulting people, that's when the police should be involved. It says they are due to star in Flash in, D- in the DC upcoming film The Flash, set to be released next year, which that, let's see if that actually happens. Well, that's never ever going to happen. Yeah, so. but it's it just says it's still scheduled. They haven't, you know, they haven't changed that scheduling, right. so. They haven't, they haven't bat it yet. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah, does not mean that it will not happen. Uh, Anhesh, uh movie star, uh, remains in
1: coma since a
2: car crash.
1: Apparently, she crashed into a house. Is what I'm to understand. Um, she's in a coma and has not regained consciousness since the, shortly after the accident. Uh, she suffered burns after the, her Mini Cooper hit a home in Maravista. Uh the everybody in the house was fine as well, but she is she's they say she's in the ICU and luck lucky to be alive. Um of course you she, she was uh you know, she dated Ellen for a long time. Uh it's just, you know mm-hmm. It's just a freak accident, I think, so it's sad. Yeah it's sad. Yep. Another thing that's sad It's just like, like Yeah. When Love, yeah, come on. When love
2: falls apart. I mean, I, I, I think this is one of the worst things that's happened this week. To be honest, I mean, I'm not
1: sure I can go on. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson here, have split up after nine months of dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: This will this will interfere in my 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 podcasting uh, week. I, yeah. I'm not sure. I will. I want. Yeah. I don't want to live in a world where t- uh, uh, we can't have Pete Davidson with Kim Kardashian. But I, I saw uh, in all seriousness uh, I saw that he was actually he he was talking to a psychiatrist because he, he felt so bullied by Conor
1: West. And I have to say that uh, wow is that real? Yeah. Oh, are you sure he's not? You know, sometimes he has that weird sense of humor that it could he could say that as as a joke, I guess. But uh, yeah, I believe it. Uh, I think everybody. Mm. The joke is that for years Pete Davidson has just been like slowly dating his way up, up. Like he's like who is he was dating Ariana Grande before this, and then before that he was dating um Larry David's daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he's slowly getting. But they were more, they were together for quite a while. They're dating like mo- he's just dating more and more famous people. So after Kim, <laughs> who is like more famous and more rich than Kim Kardashian, the Queen, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, Oprah is pretty damn rich. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, who is, like, richer and more famous than Kim Kardashian, and there's not that many people, you know? <laughs> Barbara Streisand is not more famous than Kim Kardashian. Barbara Streisand? No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I think, well, maybe not, well, I guess it depends on which age group you are talking about, but it's Barbara Streisand. Like, like, they, no, Lou, come on. If if there was
2: a, uh, an article of of uh, of uh, people that would recognize Barbara Streisand uh, against Kim Kardashian, I will bet
1: you that a lot were. Uh, oh, you know what? The- mm. Pete Davidson has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he's got a Hillary Clinton tattoo. So maybe. If maybe that could... he could, they could be together. He could break up Bill and yeah. Hillary and he'll end up with Hillary Clinton. That's a powerful rich rich woman, I guess. That is a powerful rich woman, yeah. Oh, Jeff Jeff Bezos and his wife split up, like, last year. That That's a powerful oh, yeah, rich woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's
2: oh, some yeah. options, Pete. <laughs> yeah.
1: He seemed
2: sad about it. And then it's like... Uh, I saw some articles that... Or like, oh, uh, it's the it's the uh, mother that kind of like got them to break up and things like that. I never remember Kim's what mother? her name is. Yeah. Really? That goes goes with them all, all all over the way. Yeah. I I never remember her name.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say. Who knows? Here's a picture of Pete Davidson's tattoo. I'll put it in the chat. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Oh, my gosh.
2: That's a terrible, terrible tattoo. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. And why Hillary Clinton? I don't know. Um. I
2: mean, come on, look. She's so... Something.
1: She's... Yeah. In that... (laughs) In that suit... I don't know why. Why She's so democratic. That was the word I was looking for. Sure. Uh, movie mm-hmm. round. Let's see, I saw... <laughs> I saw Uncharted uh, this week. You you sure did. Because it got added to Netflix. I wasn't going to watch it, but it got added to Netflix, so I was like, whatever. Uh, based off a video game uh, with, what, uh Tom Holland and why can't I remember the other guy's name? Marky Mark, Marky Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's trying to be a bunch of different movies. Like it's going off of the game, and you said as far as like, because I never played the game, you said you played the game, right? Mm-hmm. And that it's pretty similar to like the storyline of that. Uh. Mm-hmm. But as far as a movie goes, it's definitely trying to be like Indiana Jones. It's try- There's a little Pirates of the Caribbean in there. It's trying to be, you know, it's stylizing itself off of other movies, definitely. A little um, Da Vinci Code action happening, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's entertaining. It's a goofy popcorn movie. It's nothing that's, like, going to win any awards. But it's not offensively, offensive in any way. It's just kind of formulaic. Probably written by an AI. If it wasn't made by, if it wasn't based off of a video game already, so um, <laughs> I'll give it a what a six. I think that's pretty fair. Okay. It's like somewhere in the middle, 5.5, six, but I'd, I'd say six. I, I was entertained. There were some silly jokes that made me giggle.
2: Well, talking about generic and terrible movies, uh, I saw Elvis this week. Oh, jeez! Uh, okay. Yeah, you can say that twice. Uh, I had absolutely no interest in this movie, other than that it was a Best Lerman movie, and I like Best Lerman. It is is very. It has this Best Lerman kind of way of. Filming. So, Beth Lerman is most no- known for *Moulin Rouge* or uh, *Romeo Plus Juliet*, uh, a movie that everybody hates but me. Uh, but but uh, there are some parts of this that I I liked, uh, and I it is just to do with like. Pure like uh, cinemography uh, I, I. It wasn't really about uh, the topic or anything. I think uh, uh, the best part of this was definitely. Uh, uh, I almost said Tom Jones. I don't know. Why. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> why? Why I said that? I will say that. The best acting here is uh, definitely Tom Hanks that uh, plays like uh, uh, the manager of Elvis. Uh, Elvis himself was okay played, but uh, as a movie, I can't really recommend it. Uh, I will
1: give it a 3.5. Okay, I saw a German movie on. Netflix called oh, yeah. Bob Bubba, but it only, it's only got B U B A. So Bubba, maybe Bubba. Sure. Um. It's about like a con artist who is trying to make a living, but is not doing well. And his brother is, is working for like a, a mafia type gang organization, and so he uh, he gives him a job. Um, but he starts to realize that, uh, his brother's a complete crazy person, uh, and they're trying to, you know, pull off a heist, uh, but he's also, uh, he's obsessed with pain, it seems like. Like, he loves to get tattoos, not necessarily mm. for the tattoo, but he enjoys the pain of the tattoo. It's a interesting, interesting in that way. It's a comedy. It's a little funny. Mm, kind of reminds me of Lockstock, like the fil- the way it's filmed and the, the action of it. Um, oh, okay. In that way, definitely not as good as Lockstock, but I would give this a, a 6.5. Okay, 6.5 is not
2: bad. Uh, a worse movie than I that I saw this week was They Slash uh, Them. And it's uh, supposed to say like that. Uh, That's actually like the title of the movie. If you go on IMDb, it says They Slash Them. Uh, This is a horror movie. Uh, A terrible, 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 terrible horror movie. In one way, uh, because it's not really horrific. Uh, Other way, that it's supposed to be this lbtq plus uh, kind of redemption story uh, but they use homophobic f- uh, slurs like uh, it's no day tomorrow uh, during the movie so kind of like a lot of like the goodwill that comes from this movie destroys in the language uh-huh. um, I find it utterly weird that's uh, Kevin Bacon is involved in this movie but he is.
1: Why do you find uh, that weird? Uh,
2: I just... I, I don't really see Kevin Bacon as, as a, a horror uh, movie guy. And I definitely didn't really like his role. And I think it's one of the worst roles I have ever seen in him, him. So I wonder like, if he Just got paid very, very, very well to do this movie.
1: You don't remember Hollow Man from 2000? Oh, yeah. Kevin
2: Bacon? That was an. Yeah, but that was such an amazing movie, Luke.
1: It was my (laughs) favorite movie that year. It was so good. (laughs) And not terrible at all. Um, I think it was my least favorite movie that year. It was pretty bad. (laughs) they, They Them was also pretty bad. Uh. But oh, you said this? Yeah. Okay. Well, you you okay. said it was as bad as Marmaduke, and I was like, "That's not possible." And it's I don't think it's, it's as bad as Marmaduke. Mm-hmm. It, at least this had a coherent storyline that like started and okay. then ended. Where Marmaduke didn't have a coherent storyline that at any point in it. So uh, <laughs> it's this is still pretty bad. It's just a crappy horror movie, um, and then centered around the concept of. Uh, what is the camp? Gay conversion camp um, yes. that they're at. Yeah, it's. I can see how this would be offensive to people of the LGBTQ plus community also. Um, so there's that, of kind of that factor little, yeah. going into it, but that doesn't necessarily factor into, like, the acting's not bad, uh, the cinematography is mid-tier, the storyline is mid-tier... Uh, you know, it's not, like, th- those things don't get taken away for from the fact that it's, you know, kind of offensive to LGBTQ plus people. Right. Yeah. And I find it even more
2: confusing when it's, like, LGBTQ plus actors as well.
1: Well, they thought they were doing something here. Clearly they thought they were making something oh, yeah. that's like a statement about uh, a conversion uh camps and, and like the right. concept of like but they, it's not they were definitely doing something <laughs> with the idea of like the these evil people who want to who you know hate lgbtq plus people um and that's the whole the horror element is like they, i think what the message they were trying to do is like this is a horror movie but these people really exist in real life you know what i'm saying I think that's what they were going right. for. Yes. I don't think then necessarily it landed that way. Um, this has 15% audience score and 30% tomato meter. So everybody hates this movie. Uh, I gave it a, I'll give it a three. Oh,
2: this is a one for me. I really, really hated this. You movie. know,
1: I can't, like, like, technically, there was no audio problems. There's no like bad camera cuts. The editing is fine. Technically, it's a fine movie. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not offensive, okay. and doesn't mean that it's stupid. <laughs> but uh, I can't go below below a two without any technical problems. So, okay, your turn. Uh, not uh, not okay. Yeah. This is on... Jeez, I want to say this was a Hulu movie, but I could be wrong. Yes. Um, it was
2: a Hulu movie. Did you see this? Mm-hmm.
1: This is about a woman who pretends to be in a terrorist attack. She, like, is pretending to be in Paris to, like, impress a guy uh, when she's actually just at home. She's pretending to be gone in Paris, and then a terrorist attack happens, like, right after she posts a fake picture of her... At at a specific place in Paris uh, where a terrorist attack happens and so everybody assumes that she was there even though she wasn't and she, instead of just saying, hey, I was lying she goes along with it very, what 1990s sitcom style like, full house or something <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
2: Yeah, other, well, other than that uh, she's a despicable human being yes
1: well, yeah, but when you're pretending to be at one party and and you should be at your girlfriend's birthday party, like in Full House, it's the same, despicable. But this in this one, she's pretending that she... She's using the idea of... Uh, she's get, taking the sympathy that she doesn't actually deserve and uh, accepting right. it. And then she even, like, becomes an influencer online around the idea of that. Um, yeah, it was, I mean... It was pretty interesting as far as the movie goes. Mm-hmm. I was kind of annoyed by some of the characters in it. Does that make sense? They seemed a little oh, yeah, uh, over the top, a little over <laughs> little. Like, like people don't <laughs> yes. act. People like this don't actually exist. But maybe maybe it's just stylized that way uh, to make a point as far as in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, though, I'd give it a. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not okay, but I wouldn't say it's great. So I'm gonna go right in the middle as at a five.
2: Yeah, uh, funny that you said it, that you didn't think it was not okay. See what you did there. Yeah, without thinking about it. Mhm. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I would give it uh five properly. Uh, I saw luck. Uh, this is an animated movie. On D- D- on Disney Plus, I almost said there. On Apple Plus. Uh, uh, Simon Pegg is maybe Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Flula is in this look. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's uh, Jeff the Unicorn. Uh, it's about this uh, uh, lady that's turning 18 uh, that has lived in this children's home all her life. Like, she's an orphan uh and she has constantly bad luck uh until she finds this penny uh and that gives a good luck but of course because of her bad luck she loses that penny and uh, that was attached to a cat that is magical and is from this
1: uh, oh. place where yeah i saw a preview for this yeah okay
2: oh okay yeah
1: so, uh, it's it's about this
2: organization uh, that kind of uh, has to do with bad luck and how it uh, affects everybody's life. It's a very cute movie. Uh, it, I think it's kind of strange because it has like 48% on Rotten Tomatoes but a 72% audience score. Oh. So it's like... Very, very d- uh, different. Uh, I would give it a six. It's it's cute. Uh, I, I I think uh, it's it's a good children's movie as well. Sure. Good morals. Yeah. Okay. It's a good movie.
1: Um, I guess the last thing we both saw, or the last thing I saw was Prey, but we saw it together. Mhm. Uh, the new. I almost said Terminator movie, but I meant <laughs> Predator, <laughs> movie, Predator yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is based in. Yes. I think we decided 1700s, right? That's what we kind of landed
2: Sixth,
1: on. 1600s, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Um, Doesn't really matter.
1: So it's like it, it's the according to the movie, it's the first time Predator came to Earth to hunt, uh, and so the obviously. The, these groups of people in this have less advanced weapons in like, than the later Predator movies, or I guess mm-hmm. earlier in the in timeline of Us, but l- later in the timeline of the movie itself, right? Um, right. Which that kind of makes it interesting because how are they going to adapt to be able to beat this thing without, you know, mm-hmm. uh, machine guns and shit, which they had in all those other movies, which they had a hard time beating it even when they had giant ben. machine yeah. guns, right? So... Um, but I guess like kind of the, even in the original Predator movie, one of the staples of that is like being able to overcome and outsmart instead of having to rely on these weapons, which that's kind of what ended up happening here. It's a, mm-hmm. It was fine, decent movie. The acting could probably use uh, a a bit of help in certain areas, but as as far as like a Predator movie goes. This is like the best Predator movie since the first one. I think that's we we both kind of agreed on that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, no, I I I really dig this. I I I thought it was clever. I I think like there's there are some uh, parts of the acting that I agree with. Look, could be definitely better. Um, but but it's not as bad as I, I thought it go would would be. I was going into this with pretty low low expectations, to be honest. Uh, but it smashed those expectations to pieces, according to me, at least. Uh, I was thinking that it was just bad, but I, it's it's more than than that. I I, I think I think I liked it uh, as much as I did because of. Uh, I liked the I liked the, the actors in this movie and I I believed her that she was this uh, Indian woman that, that kind of like were struggling with fitting in because it's it's also a story about like not fitting in in a society where 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 boys uh, really are like the main source of like hunting and things like that, uh, and uh, I I kind of uh, maybe this will sound a little woke, but but I really kind of like that kind of aspect of it. So yeah, I enjoyed it uh, very much.
1: Yeah, there were some social issues that they brought up. I mean, with the the buffalo and then. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the gender norms were definitely kind of ta- looked at in this. There was some bad special effects at certain points, like the bear. We yep. were like, that looks kind of weird. The bear was
2: maybe the worst.
1: Yeah, right. But uh, it other was than like that, lost,
2: lost, lost level. <laughs> about. other than
1: that, I would probably give it a six point five.
2: Yeah, I would give it a seven. So we're we're pretty roundabout.
1: Okay. Uh, lots of people died in that movie, and they all had bodies. And we're gonna watch the trailer for a movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm.
2: With a uh, uh, heartbreak kid, uh, Pete Davidson. You don't have to be nervous. I- I'm not
0: nervous.
1: Wow, they're all so
2: impressive. Isn't that? Uh... They're gonna be obsessed
1: with you. I don't know either of these actresses.
2: Oh. Nihilistic as they look Oh
1: Pete the Davidson. There's your there's your guy. Oh. My guy, yes. There's your first My guy Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. kinda of give that vibe. I mean it's an A24 oh, A twenty four movie. That's a at least decent sign.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I ever seen a bad A twenty four movie. I'm sure I have, but I can't remember.
0: So how do you play? If you
1: this doesn't got got look the great the so business business far. Pretty generic really looking. Is that that conspiracy guy?
2: Kill by them
1: on the back. I didn't see who you were. talking- The guy with you know, the long hair. If you come across yeah. Body, you have to yell. I don't think so.
0: Oh, okay. Is that the
1: lights? David. This is a yeah. It's a horror. Friend, oh yeah, slasher movie for sure. It just you can tell like you how the whole thing's gonna go? It's just pretty generic looking to me.
2: Yeah, Kim Kardashian will come and kill them all.
1: Is that what it is? <laughs> That's why they're not together anymore. Well, yeah, if she if she killed all of his friends.
0: I'm safe. Really? Yeah. Something
1: tells me Pete Davidson is the first person to die in this movie.
2: I'm Sure, it's like Do you remember, uh, uh there was a movie not not that many years ago that called, um, oh gosh, a House of Wax. Oh, with yeah, Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. yeah, where the favorite? whole thing was like, Paris Hilton is in this movie, and she died, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> she was like, like, two minutes, it, yeah, in it for like. 15 minutes or something weird like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny.
2: People are so upset.
1: Well, yeah. It One thing is, you don't have to pay them as much if they're only in the movie for like 15 minutes. So like the cost goes right. down for the movie production if Pete Davidson dies first. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you got to put him in the trailer. And if you noticed in that trailer, all of the sh- scenes of him, right, all of them were... From the beginning of the movie, there was every time you saw later in the movie when they're in the slasher part, I didn't see Pete Davidson, so I'm guessing he dies first. Yeah,
2: yep. What is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Look, there we go.
1: I was waiting. Bodies, bodies, bodies. (laughs) Sorry, a party game leads to a murder when young and wealthy friends gather at a remote family mansion. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.9 5.9 oh, out of 10 wow. on 9b, 76 on Fandango. 84% of Google users liked it, 92 on Rotten, That's, let's check the audience score, I'm kind of interested, that seems really high to me, doesn't it seem high to you? That seems uh, a little inflated, as they call it, 76 on, on the audience. On the audience, okay, hmm. Yeah, it must be decent. Uh, what did people think online? I went to the IMDb and got some. Uh, <laughs> let's do a good one first, I guess. Smart, Hilarious, yeah. Cringy says, Epper 895. 8 out of 10. Anyone reviewing this as vapid and shallow and claims it is pre- is predictable is missing the entire point of the film. The co- characters are... Of course, Absurdist representations of not only current youth but also humanity as a whole. This is not to be meant to be a horror film that reinvents the wheel. It's meant to be a discussion of how we as a culture have warped our relationship with information specifically through technology. Oh my gosh, that So it's like got a deep meaning. Maybe that uh, critics love that. And that's probably why it's it's doing so well critically. Mm. That makes sense. Do they? Sometimes if it's done, okay. if it's done well, hmm, yeah, maybe,
2: maybe it, if it's done really like with artistic, what do you call it, flair?
1: Right, and it and it's promoting the right message that they that they that they enjoy seeing. That's yeah, you know. uh, yeah. Why?
2: What is the right message in a horror movie though? Uh.
1: I mean, we just watched this LGBTQ plus horror movie that clearly oh, yeah, was going for true. a specific message and <laughs> oh, it, yeah. and it failed. So what do the, failed op- miserably, yeah. Yes. So do the opposite of that. And then maybe that's what this yeah. movie is. Um. Uh, a one out of 10 from Dominic Eugene, a bad, bad, mm-hmm. bad movie. Not, om- not good or funny bodies, bodies, bodies is typical no- low budget horror film that tries to be funny and good. Uh, but is decently, at, but it is a decently acted murder mystery film. Okay, mm. but that was a one out Peter, of ten. So.
2: Okay, Peter gave it full score and say "I like Pete Davidson,
1: he's fun." Okay, another one out of ten from okay. Chrisanna cool. five. I guess it was a satire about trust fund babies who grow up to be awful people who do awful things. It was so. Random. It. I just didn't buy any of it. It seems like a poorly graded student film with a budget. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, also coming out
2: uh, is Givers of Death. After a virus wipes up a third of the world's population, that seems a little close to home. Uh, many uh, infected either take their their own lives or hire professional. Uh, to do it. Admiss the city, on a brink of collapse, a Hitman 6 piece while under run from a detective. Oh my god, this looks awful. Uh, <laughs> 42% on on uh, Google users uh, liked it. 7 out of... Seven, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, though. So... Hmm.
1: Okay, Bullet Train. Hmm. Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who is determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, have other plans, as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on INB, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Brad Pitt, Joey King, Bad Bunny. uh, Directed by David Leach. Hmm.
2: Easter Sunday, uh, a man returns at home to celebrate Easter with his uh, rhetorious, bickering, eating, drinking, laughing, loving family, Uh, has a 5.7 out of 10 on Now the Bee, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 5 out of 5 on Facebook, because that's relative to everything, Uh, and uh, 85% of Google users like this movie. It's with uh, Tiffany Haddish and uh,
1: Tia Cree is in it and Joy Coy is in it and yeah. Okay. I've been Google, for some reason, thinks I want to see that movie because it's been promoted to me so much. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Collide, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, 33% on Metacritic, 69% of Google users liked it. Casey Steen agrees to hijack a shipment of cocaine for his old boss in a return for money to pay for his girlfriend's... girlfriend Juliet's transplant. Unfortunately... Those drugs belong to Hagen Cal, Germany's most powerful kingpin, and Cal seeks revenge by kidnapping Juliet and sending his goons after Stein. Casey must now race against time uh, in a desperate attempt to save the woman he loves. Um, Let's see who's in this: Nicholas Holt. Anthony Hopkins, Ben Kingsley, Cast,
2: yeah, and Felicity Jones. Jones. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. But it's got 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Yes. Uh, <laughs> There's also that. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and Ben Kingsley, and it's got a 24%. That's like... Yeah. 35% audience score, too, so it's not that's yeah. not a fluke.
2: Well, I want to see Bullet Train. I don't think that's a huge surprise. I'm, it looks like a fun movie.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Bodies, 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 I'll probably put number two.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And give yourself death on a good third place. Uh, do you know what? I suppose that we do this again next week and then we will do News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, Uh Sandman Episode 2 review, and another digital review of a movie that I'm actually looking forward to, Free Guard.
1: I have no idea what this is about, but uh, I'm interested to find out, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Round. um. Yeah, talking about Jeremy Round, H3H3 had the
2: best podcast, or the most interesting one in many, many years, if you ask me. Uh, We have covered this guy before. Uh, This is the guy that got fired from Google uh because he said uh, uh the machine there was ascendant uh and like gave out material to the press uh he his arguments were very 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 good documented I felt in this interview uh
1: yeah I mean I think he his argument on it makes sense to me and it, the idea that like his whole argument was that there are certain things that only a sentient being can do. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think the best example he was, he was saying the mirror test where you hold something above an animal. And if it can recognize that that's it in the mirror and the thing above it is not in the mirror, it's actually above its head. And if it looks up to get the thing, that means like that's, that's like his whole basis of like why he thinks this thing is sentient. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think there are certain aspects of what he was saying that felt like he, it felt like that the movie her, where he might've connected a little bit too much with it, became too friendly with something that didn't Right. Like he was getting feelings and those feelings were maybe, um, interfering with his judgment in my, I agree. Yes. Slightly. But I'm not saying that he's wrong either. I'm just saying that that no. just by the way he talked about it, it seemed like he had made a he had gotten in a he had a relationship with this thing, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, instead of a working back and forth.
1: Right, like a professional, like tool right. and, and tool and and user type relationship. He had like a relationship relationship. But it was so
0: interesting,
2: really, really interesting. And uh, and he's
1: and, super uh, smart. So, like I said, I'm yeah. not saying he's wrong. He he could very well be totally correct about this, which it seems like there's a possibility he is. It's just that could cloud your judgment. Definitely. Uh, there's a lot of talk about people f- want to box Andrew Tate <laughs> Jeff wittick said he wants to box Andrew Tate and now the both the Paul I'm, brothers I'm sure does. both Logan yeah. and Jake Paul have talked about wanting to fight him um, I don't want to promote this guy at all but at the same time I do want to see somebody punch him in the face I, I would pay for that <laughs> but the whole, the worst part is if that he, if he wins that would be the right yeah that would be the he's, he's never going to do it because number one he's probably not even allowed in the United States because of is right. like cri- the crimes he's done so uh or or alleged he allegedly has done so um mm. they would have to probably have the fight somewhere in Europe or something so I don't know I guess it's possible
2: I guess. Uh, I haven't seen as much YouTube thing, so other than the H2H treating was very, very interesting. I I don't really have anything to come with. Do you have anything more?
1: I'm trying to think. Um, Was there anything really big, crazy that happened this week that I'm not thinking of? Oh, uh, we got the Army Hammer thing. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. New documentary coming out about Army Hammer, called House of Hammer. It's on Discovery Plus. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see this, but maybe I, I'll find a way. Um,
0: There's always a
1: way. Courtney Vučković and Julia Morrison are sharing alleged messages and voice notes from Army that detail his purported sexual and cannibalistic fantasies uh, on on the new. On this new show, okay. So, um, we've got the trailer here, yeah. Yep. I guess we can check it out. Uh, one second, I gotta load it up. You sound Canadian today. What? What did I, I say that was Canadian? You were like hey. a. <laughs> I think I I do that sometimes. I uh, just yeah. I don't know why I do that. I've—I mean, I've watched a lot of Canadian TV. I grew up on Red Green Show. When I think about it, right. the Red Green Show is like probably super offensive in 2022. Oh yeah, it's all like, oh, this is how a man is, and this is how a woman is. That—that that was like the whole joke <laughs> of that show. Now that I think about it, Red Green Show is probably super offensive nowadays. Um, there are some shows that I think of like I wouldn't survive a week
2: in this climate.
1: Oh, I remember one good thing that from YouTube this week before we go, go to the Army Hammer trailer. Uh, the mm. Def Noodle's Insane Clown Posse uh, video. Oh, that was
2: funny. Where he went yes, to the Juggalo...
1: Jug- jug- what is it called? Juggalo Fest or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, holy crap, that place is crazy. I didn't realize it was that <laughs> nuts. Like, But at the same time, after watching the Woodstock documentary, it seems like the Juggalo Fest is like... It's like that Woodstock without all the terrible parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, you know, it was really, really cool. This is kind of a long... It's almost four-minute trailer, but let, let's give it a watch, I guess. Give me a countdown. Yeah. Why not? In three, two, one, play. Discovery plus
2: originals. That's a lot of water. Water?
1: I'm here to talk about what happened in my relationship with Army Hammer. She looks really familiar. Yeah, she's... uh,
2: Are you okay to bring up your phone? Yeah.
1: The music, oh my gosh. I haven't really digested this one. I have a fantasy about
0: having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body for use and seeing if they will f- strangers for me.
1: My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely
0: tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to do in every single hole in your body until I was done with you.
1: <laughs> what a creep.
0: <laughs> the
1: what a fucking creep. creep. He's still working yeah. in Hollywood, it's isn't amazing. he? She oh yeah say things god you're so perfect how could you be this beautiful this smart so funny it's like you're made for me but then things changed he pushes your boundaries a little bit at a time you're
2: his completely
0: these are messages that are being sent
1: literally within
2: seconds of each other i mean he said i'm a hundred percent a cannibal i'm freaking out it was all he wanted to ever talk about then I get a note that says I'm gonna bite the f- out of you, and he was just like acted mad. The ropes were, oh my on gosh, your, neck, your wrists, your ankles, and you're like completely immobilized. I was closing my eyes until it ended.
1: <laughs> Once Courtney came forward. How is it like how is he still working in Hollywood if all his go Hollywood golden boy to an alleged abuser would they never charge him with anything all this came out about army I was not shocked you just don't wait. I
2: mean if it, he has just this fantasies about
1: it I mean abuser. yeah I guess so but it sounds like he that All one that woman, outside, it sounded like he we were had sex with her family, against her will, or at least
0: magnified she, 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 didn't
1: she didn't see happy time, that she was...
0: And it was my family. If you believe about making deals
2: with the devil, the hammers are top of the totem pole. Is that his
0: sister? Every generation in my family has been I think it was his mother. Prestige, oh. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. I know my grandfather had a dark
1: side. Oh, so my father's dark side firsthand. They're saying it's I've like seen my dark side. a mental illness, Fam, family, family mental, mental illness, illness thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Now it's Army Hammer. It's just generation to generation.
2: I've let the hammers control me my whole.
1: Life. Or maybe they just learn from their father, their father, and their father learns from their grandfather. Sad. That's you know.
0: My name is Casey Hammer, and I'm about to reveal the dark, twisted secrets of the Hammer family.
1: Hmm. That's well, it looks really interesting. interesting. Especially yeah. since they have, like, her, fa- the family member, actually. I was not expecting yeah. that. That's the most interesting part to me, is that um, they have that interview. Interesting. Hmm.
2: Cool. Terrible music, interesting story.
1: Yeah, the trailer was a little over the top, right? Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean... What kind of music do you use for cannibalism, though? I mean, it's cannibalism. Like,
2: <laughs> they, <right? laughs>
1: the yakety sack.
2: Yeah. And everybody, when when they come out with their uh, accusation, you're
0: like, wop <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's got yeah. a laugh track. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I yeah. He tied me up and uh, ripped me.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be amazing.
1: I guess. Uh, it looks like H three is doing a interview with the uh, the scam beater YouTube guy. Uh. Yeah, Kit Boga, Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm I've watched some of his stuff. It's not. It's like one of those things you can watch for a few, like a few videos but it's not something i'd sit there and watch all the time i'm not like subscribed to him do you like that guy yeah i like him i I think he does Uh, good things i just it the content is not something i i enjoy that much right right he's a funny he's a funny dude yeah and very smart so that should be an interesting Mm -hmm. interview uh, I say we do this next week. How about you? Uh, yeah, sure, Robot Fro. That sounds great. Okay. From Norway, I'm. Uh, bro- oh, 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 oh. What? Goodbye, everybody. E- e. Oh, he's roboting. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Ro- ro- robot. Bro- b- goodbye. Bye bye, everybody.
0: Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital cita- that is citizen. What citizen? Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Mythodism. Mythodism. Mythodism.